0: Personalities on one on one with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one on one showcases exclusive interviews with the most fascinating personalities. You will come closer than ever before to your favorite stars on one on
1: one with Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, March 19th. 2015 and i'm your host poppy chulo listeners please welcome back to one-on-one with poppy chulo former firefighter former competitive bodybuilder internationally known exotic dancer porn star and erotic internet icon rodney st cloud welcome back rodney
0: hey what's up man
1: how are you doing
0: i'm fine i'm fine thank you for having me again
1: Not a problem, man. Thank you for agreeing to do Part 2. I had so many more questions that I wanted to ask you that I'm sure the fans are dying to know. So I'm glad that you're back for a second part so that we can conclude uh, this uh, amazing interview where you've been uh, so raw, so candid, so honest. Listeners, if you haven't checked out Part 1, I highly suggest, after listening to Part 2, to go and download... uh, part 1 if you missed it you can go to poppychula slash archives and you can download part 1 it's fantastic so uh, here we are though in part 2 so rodney i think we should uh, jump into the interview
0: yes i'm ready um i want to share as much as possible
1: Fantastic. So where we left off, we were talking about your foray into the adult industry. Actually doing hardcore scenes on your official website, uh, RodneyStCloud.com. So let's continue on talking about that. And what I want to do right now with you is breaking down a porn scene. So in a scene, which do you enjoy the most? oral vaginal sex or anal sex actually
0: um what i what i enjoy the most is actually the creative, the creative um part of it um it's usually never physical is actually the um the fantasy aspect of being within the scene like for instance um usually when people are having sex especially if they are in a relationship and they've been with the person for years you know they have to recreate, like they have to uh, role play, or you know, almost get into like some type of um, different mindset to keep the the sex um, hot and juicy. So, the part I like about any type of scene, whether it's solo or you know, um, you know, boy girl, is actually living within that scene and playing off the part. That's what keeps it really really hot because after a while it's just physical and it can get very, very um, I guess it gets, it gets it gets stale after a while.
1: Well, speaking about the physical, about the scene, I'm kind of curious and I'm sure some of the listeners might be curious to know, what's your favorite sexual position to do for the camera? Which position do you feel you look the best in in a scene?
0: Um, my favorite position And to be really honest with you, is um, laying on my side. um, And the reason why is because um, (laughs) as I get older and I'm telling myself I'm getting lazier and carrying all this muscle on my body, it's a lot of work to be pumping. So what happens is after, like, you know, while I'm doing the scene, you know, it, you know, all the energy that I have to use to keep my muscles moving while I'm pumping and, and slamming and just actually just keeping myself, you know, in a certain position takes away from me concentrating on busting a nut. So when I'm laying on my side, (coughs) excuse me, I'm sorry, when I'm laying on my side and, um, able to just relax and just focus on just, you know, you know, just humping, um, I I can um, really focus on getting a good nut out. So laying on my side is usually the um, best position.
1: And in your personal life, is that your favorite position?
0: Um, In my personal life, yes, actually, yeah. It is my, like I said, anything to do where I could just relax and focus on just humping and, you know, just concentrating on my dick is, um, is my best position.
1: Okay. Typically, a scene ends, of course, with the pop shot, the cum shot. That's usually, you know, the money maker, as they like to say the, in uh, the adult industry, the money shot. Yes. You are known for your pops. So, my question for you is as someone who's also directing the scenes that you're in, and, you know, you're figuring out, you know, what looks good for the camera and what doesn't where do you typically like to shoot the load where do you like to highlight and uh shoot the load at the end of the scene (laughs) to be honest
0: i do like to come inside the person that's something that's always been um that's a fetish man Um,
1: you love a good cream pie or to leave a cream pie that is
0: yeah i like to come inside the person it's like uh it's a dominant thing like i'm Leave my mark type of thing. That's usually my biggest thing. And, you know, the only problem is um, people don't know already that my sperm is extremely, extremely thick. And I don't know why that is, but if you don't know, you can go check it out. I mean, I literally could spell your name with my come. And when I come inside the girl, you know, it doesn't come out. <laughs> It sticks up there, so I'm always praying that the girl's on birth control. Um, and I'm sorry to keep going into it. It's, um, like when we're doing scenes, I like to like, whisper in the girl's ear, you know, what do you want me to come? And they agree, they want it. They, they, they want me to come and they want to feel it. Um, I don't know, they want to feel me come in them. I'm like, it's no problem. And I'm just praying no one calls me. I'll say, yo, listen, I'm pregnant. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, Hot Rod doesn't exist. I could give you his number. <laughs> i give you Hot Rod's information um, and his social security number. You go after him. But um, realistically, like I said, I love coming them.
1: For those out there that have been living under a rock and are tuning in, and maybe just now for the first time, they're finding out who Rodney St. Cloud is. Those that are doing that, you guys are late to the party. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, if there are people out there tuning in and uh, would like to know a bit more about your style of fucking because they haven't had the chance to see it, how would you describe that for them? So what I'm asking you right now is, how would you describe your fuck style?
0: Oh, shit. That's a good question. Um, Animalistic. Um, The reason why I say that is something I didn't even realize. um, And the reason why I'm able to analyze it and to, to really comment on it is because I also edit my work, I'm also an editor, um, I edit all my movies, the work that I do, and I didn't realize that I grunt, like literally like some caveman shit, and I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't even think about it, I know when I'm doing a scene, like I said, because of my heavy body and all the muscles I have, when I'm pumping, I get tired, so I'm breathing heavily, but when I listen to my, um, you know, when I listen to myself doing during sex scenes, I literally do this sound. I don't even, I, so I don't know if you picked that up, but it's literally a grunt that i have never ever heard myself. and only one girl told me this um that I actually growl. I, you know I was like I didn't realize what she was saying until I actually um listened to myself. and then when I watch myself up, you know what I see is something that I'm not trying to actually portray. I'm literally when I'm doing the scene, I'm just trying to be as comfortable as possible. Um, and of course fucking is almost like dancing with somebody so you you know you you basically are you know you taking on the energy of someone else so you me i i adjust and but I try not to be um, i don't try to destroy them i but I do definitely like to be dominant but that's what I think you know when I look at the videos um i'm still you know still trying to vinyl working my size and the poor little girls you know the shit fucked up so yeah my style is more animalistic
1: in general how old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time <laughs> yes that's a beautiful question man yo
0: i control you the best i like this so this thank you just you know from this you know from my perspective this shit You know, kill all the speculation about porn. Makes people do crazy things as far as, you know, um, something bad. Or, I would say, you know, illegal. (laughs) Um, I've been watching, I would say, adult movies um, since I was five years old. And when I say say porn, it used to be on WHT called Nightcap. It used to be more like Playboy type stuff. So I've been watching people, you know, perform sexual... um, sexual type of um performances on TV since I was five um and I upgraded or graduated to um what they call it you know full blown porn when I was about 10, 11 and to be honest with you if it wasn't for porn I probably would have gotten the first girl I had sex with pregnant because watching porn taught me to, you know to you know, pull out and pop on the girl. So, mm-hmm. I've been, I've been, I was watching porn so much that, you know, it's almost like when you watch something, you try to emulate it and it teaches you. So you watch it and you emulate it. And I'm sure people do that now. Um, but back then, you know, it was very, free and prize was not the thing. You had to pull out and pop on the girl. So when I had sex with the girl, you know, I knew I had to fuck up fast and hard. And then when it was time for me to explode, when I felt it, I pulled out and came on her. Not, you know, and I literally know I was thinking about what I saw in the porn. And I was trying to emulate that. And, you know, this should give people, you know, this is basically a good a point of reference where um, this is how I shoot my material. I really, I don't just, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not reckless and I'm not trying to, um, you know, you know, try to, I am not. mean, all my work has a purpose. And basically, I know that porn at least did that for me, you know. As far as you know, watching. So that's how early it was to um, that I, that I watched porn. And again, that's a little transition to you know where I, you know, how, what I'm thinking about when I'm actually doing work or uh, producing porn. Yeah, Sorry.
1: Overall, throughout the time that you have been doing adult scenes, what is the funniest thing that has ever happened to you? on a shoot <laughs> oh shit okay uh
0: the first okay the first funny thing that happened to me um oh god there's a few okay the first thing let me see the First thing that happened to me that was funny was when i guess you know when you when you finish doing your scene when i finish doing the pop scene right? You know, you basically, you know, you go to the bathroom, you clean up, and then you come back out, and make a long story show, you try to pack up some stuff, but I forgot where I put, where I popped my, my load, I forgot where I came, and then fuck, man, I put my bags on the fucking cum, sh- you know. Oh, I no. On the cum. Yeah, 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 there was a lot of cum, and I'm like, Oh shit, and it was all over my bag, so I'm like, Oh shit, that, you know, that was, you know, it wasn't that bad, but it was definitely a you know, something funny, people, you know, you know, the people there were laughing at me, um, and another funny, I guess, I wouldn't say it's funny, but it's kinda like, you know, it wasn't, no one so it is, but another funny thing is when I actually was, it's just in the beginning, when I I used to watch myself, you know, this is where I started becoming conscious of my behavior, when I'm, um, actually doing a scene, and, People are not used to watching themselves have sex. And because I edit, the, the next funniest thing is, you know, I didn't realize that when I'm actually, you know, having sex and also being a producer that my eyes look fucking insane. That's why I wear sunglasses. That my eyes look crazy while I'm actually um, having sex and I'm about to come. It looks, I mean, I guess when I'm doing the scene, I go into a fantasy mode in my head and your eyes I don't know if people have realized when they watch people sleep and they're dreaming, their eyes are all over the fucking place, like you're fucking, like, (laughs) almost like you're blind and you're trying to look for something. And my eyes look weird when I'm actually trying to come. It just looks like my eyes, I guess is going in the brain and trying to look for a perfect scene in my head. But on the camera, it looks insane. So this explains why I wear glasses. So that's another funny thing that happened.
1: So let's go from the funny to the embarrassing. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you during a shoot or after a shoot?
0: Yes, of course. I, um, yeah, I couldn't... There are some things I couldn't get hard on. <laughs> Anytime, you know, I, not, that's really happened. There was, was one time, I actually, I um, did a shoot and I couldn't get hard. and It was like, what the fuck? And I felt bad. And even I'm the producer, you know... I didn't want the girl to feel like you know she was just it was her fault, but it was embarrassing. I'm like shit, come on, dude. get up, you know. But I'm sure that's most people. That was the most embarrassing thing that ever happened.
1: What's the craziest thing, in your opinion, that you've done in a scene? And I know that you're the one that comes up with the concept. So, what do you think I was something it. that was like, wow, you know, that was just nuts? I can't believe I did that.
0: Um, yeah, you know, like I said, I used to spell my name on girls' bodies. No, no, I used to spell their name with my cum on the girls. And they used to like... <laughs> they used to be like, what the fuck? They used to freak out. So, yeah, that's the. That's one of the craziest things. And still have to be topped. You know, I want to see somebody be able to spell the cum. Spell, spell that spells anyone's name with their own cum. But I don't think they want to do that. So that's the craziest thing I've ever done.
1: I want to go back in time with you, and uh, since we are on the topic of, about sex, although we're talking right now about sex in the industry, I want to talk a little bit more about Rodney St. Cloud and sex. Yeah. So how and when did you lose your virginity?
0: Oh, good question. Um, I lost my virginity at 15.
1: Okay, how are did you, it happen?
0: Sorry. Okay, how did it happen? Well... Of course, since I've been watching porn since I was five years old, I've been trying to lose my virginity since then, and um, and basically it started off as humping. Um, okay, and this is also awesome. I'm just put this in it so people understand why again why porn does not um, does not make anybody do anything that they don't already know or they're not predisposed to do, and what that means is that. I knew how to fuck, right? I, I mean, watching porn, I watched, I watched so much that I was during the sex part, I was, I was really good. Now, as far as how to initiate, how to go from, you know, being, you know, being talking to a girl to talking her drawers off, or, you know, unless she's willing, I didn't know how to, um, I didn't know how to make her have sex with me, so. Even though I watched porn and I was ready to fuck, I didn't know how to, you know, make the girls want to fuck. So, make a long story short, um, how I initiated um, the actual sex with the girl was, again, I watched porn, I watched, you know, enough sexual stuff that... And I do it now, actually. I love to kiss. And, of course, I got these big lips. So, (laughs) you know, once I got the girl in my house, okay, actually, um... But the girl agreed to come to my house. And we was in my living room. And I said, I'm like, I'm going to kiss this girl so passionately and so deep that it should keep her distracted while my hands is pulling off her fucking pants. So, you know, while I'm kissing her, I'm trying to get to her pants because I just need to, you know, I need them pants off because it'll take me a second just to throw my dick in her pussy. So, um, and this is straight up. So basically I'm kissing, I'm kissing, and I'm, you know, I wanted to get my fingers in her pussy, so I'm kissing, and I'm, you know, I got my eyes closed, and I'm trying to feel my way around, and I'm grabbing her pants. Okay, find the, the button in front of her pants. Okay, opened it, and then I'm just praying, don't grab my hands. Don't, please, please. Okay, good, I got the button on. Okay, see, grab my hands. yet? I'm going down. I'm kissing, I'm kissing, I'm kissing, I'm kissing, and then I finally got my hand. Damn, my hands are getting fucked. I'm almost catching a cramp in my wrist. And I'm going inside her panties, and then, okay, 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 pussy hole. And I start finger-popping. Of her. And um, and then at that point, I hear her moaning. She didn't grab my hand. And then I'm going, I'm going, and all of oh, a sudden, so she grabs my wrist. I'm like, oh, fuck. But she actually shoved my hand up And I'm being honest, she grabs my wrist and pushes it towards her. So I'm like, good, okay, take these fucking pants off. And I pull the pants down. Of course, my dick is fucking harder than petrified wood. And, you know... And then I fuck her. And I listen, you know, I put it in, and then I'm pounding away. You know, this is my first time. I'm like, yes. You know, I can't wait to tell my friends. <laughs> Stupid shit. Man. And then I'm fucking, and fucking. And then I felt like I was going to explode. And then, like I said before, remembering the porn scene, and you know, I pulled out and came. And I was like, got damn, finally got my first piece of pussy. So, yes, that was my first time actually happening.
1: Aww. That, that was, uh... That was... I don't know how to respond to that, but that was well, quite the adventure, and I guess maybe... It, it's Ronnie St. Cloud. I wouldn't have expected any less.
0: Yes. I'm being honest. I remember that shit. Uh, oh, yeah. It definitely... Yeah. yeah. It definitely was... It was pretty, um... Again, it was, it was all, it's weird, man, you know, it was it, it was, it was, it was more of a relief other than trying to just have sex. It was like, finally, shit, man, I've been watching porn, and I get to, you know, I get to show my stuff, and, and like I said, looking back, you know, thank God I did watch porn, like I said, because, you know, I don't, definitely I don't encourage um, anyone to have reckless sex. And, you know, that could have produced a child because I, back then I was shooting shit out of 15, man. My cum was loaded. So, um, you know, thank God I watched porn and I knew to pull out. Thank God. So, um, so yeah, that was pretty much of an adventure. And, and I'll be honest, from there, you know, it didn't happen too much more. I was pissed off at that, but once in a while I would get it. So, yeah, that was my first time and that's how I went down.
1: Now it's time for the big question, emphasis on big. Uh, this is the question that I'm sure all of the listeners and all of your hardcore fans have been waiting for me to ask since part 1. So here it is everybody. How much is Rodney Saint Cloud packing?
0: Oh, oh yeah, so um, some and I tried to measure it because it's very hard cuz it's curved and it's curved in a weird weird way because and I'll now explain it to you. On one end, it's 11 inches. Because it curves... It's almost like a bow-legged dick. <laughs> and, it, and it's weird because the way it curves, like, the, the outside part that curves is longer <clears throat> than the inside that curves. And on one end, it's 11 inches. And on the other end, is actually 10 inches. So... <laughs> So you go ahead and um, figure that out, but you can actually go look at any of my clips and see that my dick actually curves. So if you're looking at it, it curves to your, um, it curves to your left, but it curves to my right. You know, so the part that on the outside part that curves to my right is longer, and you can actually look at it. Yeah, that's the, yeah, it's a weird thing. The best what it is.
1: When did you first realize that you were packing something special, something different than uh, the others?
0: Um, actually, with the girl that um that I lost my virginity to, one of the nights that she was at my house, we were fucking, and um, I know she had to leave, and I didn't want her to leave because I wanted to keep fucking. So she's on top of me. I'm fucking her. Oh, and also, I'm fucking her in my bunk bed. And if you understand what a bunk, how a bunk bed look, I was on the bottom bunk, so of course the top bunk is right, right above her. So she's on top. And, you know, she's trying to leave, so she's trying to get off of me. Um, but thing like that, so she's on top, she's trying to get off of me. And I know she puts her one foot off the bed and she could only go up so far because the bunk bed on top stops her. And I know she couldn't get up no further because she was trying to get up back backwards or against the top bunk. But I had licked my ass off the bed because I wanted to keep my dick in her. And the space between us and as high as she can go, my dick was still in her. And she stated, yo, get that long dick out of me. And that's when I knew that obviously my dick was long. And that's when someone actually put that in my head or I heard it. Um, previous to that, I always knew I had a weird-looking dick. Um, and I was very insecure about it. Um, and Because I'm, I'm not circumcised, it has all these veins, and it's very, you know, like I said, it's very, um, it's very, very <laughs> big. So when you look at old-school porn... The only per the only person that I could identify with that had the same I would say shape cock that I have was um what's his name um Jake Steed mm-hmm. you know other than that everyone else was straight had a straight cock um and even, but even Jake Steed is circumcised you know I didn't see too many cocks on camera that was you know that looked like mine you know but that made me realise, okay, I'm different and that's not a good feeling to a child. But as far as knowing how you know, that it was you know, hearing from someone that it was actually big it was the girl that I lost my to me too. in that setting when she had to go home and I didn't want her to go. And when she tried to get up, no matter how high she got, my dick was telling her. <laughs> so that's 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 how I found out
1: typically what's the reaction that uh, he gets when you first whip him out
0: man dude I, I tell you man okay I'm um, straightforward the reaction is is it tells my movies it's it literally sometimes it's 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 almost weird like I mean it's 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 um, it's comical. It's, it's almost to me, it's um, it's distracting. Um, because I'm not, you know, I don't identify myself with the size of my cock. So, and also I don't like pain. I don't like women to be in pain. So, um, the 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 reactions are, like I said, for me, it's it's distracting. It's comical. It's shocking because it also tells me they must not see a lot of big cocks. So the reactions are amazing. You can actually go to the sites. Um, one of my sites, Triple in her triple X, where when they finally see my cock, it's like they they realize they're about to. Um, it's like they're about to get into a battle. They got they got into something that they didn't realize was they, how they say it? Um, they probably bit off too much. Some what's the word? Um, you bite off more, more than, than you can, can chew. Yeah, that's that's the look on their face. That's that's the best way I can describe
1: it. Has there been a performer, or even just a woman in general, that just could not handle the dick?
0: Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you this crazy fucking story, dude. And to be straight up, any scene that you see is not not um preset. Never anybody any reaction you see is straight up. You know, it's shit that a lot of people don't see. That's why I try to keep in some of my um I'll that, you know, don't make it. Um, but one scene in particular that I really remember, um, her name was G I think. That was the stage. I don't know what her real name was, but it was another girl. It was I have a few GS on my site, but her name was G a beautiful girl. Ooh. And um she you know, her um her manager came along to the shoot and he was in a room and she we were doing the scene. You know, going through the scenes, you know, going through the, the normal, you know, kid thing. I mean, her pussy, she's sucking my cock. She, you know, she, she likes my body. I like hers. And when it was time for me to put my dick in her, or even before that, you know, I could just, I could do a tongue test and, and test out the bitch's hole. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, uh, put my tongue in there, like, oh, shit, this shit feel like a fucking... A quarter wouldn't even fit in this shit. So I'm like, damn, this shit's gonna be tight. And that, you know, to be straight up with you, I don't like... Pussy that's too tight it not either make me come too quick or it, or it hurts, or both. So anyway, I knew that I was dealing with something really tight. So when it got to the point of me putting my cock in her, I always take it easy. I always let the girls know. I know I got a big cock, so I do not want in pain. I want this... I want to capture you having a great time. So, you know, when it's time for me to slide my cock into gear, you know, I make sure I got a lot of spit, make my dick nice and wet. And I put it towards a hole, and I tried to slide it in, and it was like, wrong hole. But it was, you know, it was like, what the? I couldn't get in. So anyway, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I probably got to pop it in. So, you know, I'm watching the girl, got my sunglasses on, so I'm looking at the camera, I'm looking at, you know, her, and I'm like, okay, one, two, three, and shove. And it's like, not going anywhere. So I'm looking at her, and she looks like this is the first time she's having sex. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So anyway, you know, at that point, I try to, you know, try to do whatever I can to try to, like, put my weight behind my cock, and at this point, my dick's getting softer because, you know, again, I'm not into pain, I'm not into hurting the one, so... I figured, you know, it was good that it's getting soft, because probably while it's soft, I could pry it open and then get hard while i in it. And man, Papa Chulo, I'm going to tell you, this shit wasn't going down. It was not going in. And then eventually, after about 15 fucking minutes, my, the head of my dick was in. So I feel it. It's like right inside, but it's not, you know, my dick feel like it's it's, bent, it's bending and there. It feels really uncomfortable, but I'm trying to pump it and try to ease it open. But I'm looking at her and she looked like a five-year-old kid about to get a shot. And at this point, it's like, oh, shit. So then we take a break. And to make a long story short, Papi Chul, um we have, you know, we stop to see him. We're like, yo, okay? she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I just, you know, I don't have sex that much. So the first thing that my mom, like, so what the fuck you doing here on the porn team? How you don't have sex and you're in a fucking porn. You're doing porn. I mean, I'm not the only big big motherfucker, but I'm actually probably the most considerate. So make a long story short, I'm talking to her really cool. I don't wanna make her feel bad. And um, but she's you could obviously see she's embarrassed. Almost like a guy I can't get a heart on. And she starts crying. And I mean crying. I got him it's the scene, it's all my it's on my website. She starts crying. I'm like, oh fuck! So first thing in my mind is like, dude, I do not want this girl walking out the hotel room crying because they're gonna think I raped this chick, and I don't need that. So make a long story short, I gave her a nice hug. We did um a simulated sex scene, like Playboy or Playgirl, whatever. And um, you know, made sure you know made sure she was comfortable. I let her alone. Listen, it's still gonna work out, you know. And you know, I popped on her face anyway. And no. um. And I made sure she got paid, and that was it. So that was a, that was a fucking hell of an experience. Yeah, that was that's one time, bro.
1: I believe it, man. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> has any performer wanted to try, or you know, has been approached to do an anal scene with you?
0: Oh okay, yeah, 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 Okay,
1: so there there are women that willingly try to tackle anal with you?
0: Well, I was not really willing to try it. I literally um when I when I contact the girls or they contact me, I express I'm not into um I, I'm pretty I'm pretty different when it comes to um um selecting my talent. I want the girl to do what they're comfortable doing. Do not come to me say that I want a thousand dollars for anal. I'm gonna tell you that's not important. What's important I want the fans to see the best of you. If you like to get fucked in your ass, you know, I understand you want to, you know, categorize it and get paid based on that. But don't come to me because you think you can get paid more than get, to get fucked in your ass because I don't want you doing it because the money, I want you to do it because this is what you love doing. I want you to love to get fucked in your ass. So anyway, the point is, um, any the girls that I actually do anal with on, on camera, it's usually not even preset. It's done, you know, spontaneously just to keep the chemistry looking hot. Um, of course, I asked them beforehand if this is something you do, um, and they said, "Yeah." So, you know, if, we, if we're doing a, a, a if we're in a sex scene, and you know, my dick ends up sliding up her ass is real. But on that note, not too many girls practice practicing sex enough for me to do it like that. So, um, yes, the answer is yes, people. Um, I've had scenes where, you know, I've performed anal sex on a girl, but not so many.
1: Has there been anyone on film be able to deep throat your dick before?
0: Oh, man, no. Fuck.
1: Okay. What about in your personal life?
0: Once. And <laughs> I'll be honest with you, dude. <laughs> I, I, that was when I fucking was twenty-one. No one has ever deep throated my dick, and then when I say deep throat, listen, ladies and men too, fuck it. Listen, deep throat doesn't mean jam my cock down your throat where it hurts. Deep throat means comfortably sliding down your fucking throat. Effortlessly. I do not want you to jam my... Cu- like I said, most of the girls have to force-feed themselves, you know, to deep throat. And I've watched scenes, and I wish I could find them fucking amazing people. Where, you know, when you see the movie deep-throw, like, the girl literally, she just... It's fucking, like... Oh, man, this is a good promotion, too. Um, she actually... Um, so... She just... It goes down her throat without no jamming. It just slides down her throat slowly and like wonderfully and to be honest with you I just did put up a scene on my website where a girl actually can dethrough my cock um, the only thing like I said is not smooth but um, she did actually do it when I looked at it on camera but to, I'm being honest she did jam it down her throat and she told me that she swallowed swords I'm, I'm being totally honest Papi Chujo so she, this girl that I just put up on my website, this is the first girl that actually did um, deep throw my cop. But again, I don't want it jammed down in the throat. I want it slowly, I want it to slide down the throat like it's a pussy or an asshole. Nothing
1: jammed. So yes, it did happen. <laughs> so listeners, I'll be checking out the scene after part two of this interview is done. I highly suggest you go and check it out as well. We'll be talking more about the website in a little bit, Mr. St. Cloud, but right now I want to talk about a physical part of your body that we haven't spoken about yet, that your fans Uh, seem to love. And so we've already talked about the dick, so now it's time to talk about the booty. Your fans (laughs) love your booty. Yes, they do. And you love showing off your booty. Yes, yes. So, let's talk first about uh, ass-licking and Mm. uh, tossing salad, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy getting your ass licked?
0: Yes. Yo, listen, man. Let me tell you, Um, It is a one, like, and again, I I already told you I'm a straight man. But, you know, aside from titles, you got to understand, you know, everyone is different. With me, you know, I definitely want a woman to lick my ass. I'm going to tell you straight up. I want that. And, you know, I have no problem with that. You know, I'm nice and clean. Um, so, basically, um, she can lick my ass. She can jerk me off while she licks my ass. Um, and it feels is a great sensation. And, of course, don't forget the nuts. Um... And, yeah, you know, I know I have a fat ass. I know it. You know, I've known that since I was 15. So, um... <laughs> um... Yes, I like my ass looked. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: <laughs> there you go. Rodney St. Cloud was having a moment, y'all. <laughs> Speaking of your ass, I mean... Yes. Your fans seem to love it, and you enjoy... Showing it off so my question for you is is it because you knew that you had a uh, a Haitian badonkadonk that uh, <laughs> That you show it off on your site
0: Yes, actually I know it. I know the access I have um, that's number one number two um, again when I when I produce myself when I create my work um, I make sure I, I let everyone see who I'm, you know, see my sexuality. Um, and I'm sending out a message, and of course that message at that point is, you know, don't be afraid to, to be sexy, you know. Don't be, you know, don't, don't get caught up in, you know, I guess some type of, you know, social um, construct that says, if you do this... You're, you're not acting like a man. And I say that specifically, acting like a man. You know, just because you show your ass and you spread your ass and you show your asshole, you know, you kick your legs up, fuck that. If, you know, you do whatever you feel like to, you know, to get off. That is, that is what you have to do. And be comfortable about it. You know, I just, you know, in my life, I've experienced enough where I'm comfortable you know, doing that. And, and like I said when I'm showing it on camera, it's for real, you know, as far as the way it looks, how it comes out on, on video when you see it and, you know, what you're jerking off to or what, you know, what, she, what the girl's masturbating to, um, that's something I don't, you know, I don't, you know, pose. I literally go into a position that I feel comfortable, and it comes out that way. But any position that I'm in that feels comfortable, I, I'm going with it. Like, if you see an arch in my back and I'm humping, that's because... On the other hand, my dick is rubbing the bed, and I'm humping it, <laughs> so it feels good. It actually could come like that. So anyway, that's, um, that's you know, I'm definitely, you know, showing off my ass, you know, purposely.
1: Earlier in this installment of the interview, you spoke briefly about your cum shots. So now I want to actually delve deeper into it, because as you mentioned, I mean, you have some of the thickest jizz that I think has been seen in porn and your pop shots are typically large. I mean, I'd say that all of your scenes, you've never really had a bad pop shot. It's always a big cum shot at the end of the scene, whether you're doing a solo scene or you're doing a hardcore action scene. So I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there might be wondering, you know, are these natural? Do you take stuff? Do you try to eat certain things before a shoot? Like what goes into it For you, you know, as far as preparation for a scene and the pop shot, the cum shot, the money shot, do you prepare for it? Do you do anything or do they always come out the way that they do? Do you always shoot uh, as thick of a load as you do? Just, you know, regardless of what you do in preparation for a scene. Have you always shot Um, like that?
0: Yes, actually, um, there's two ways that I shoot. Um... Sometimes, when it's not like a, a fucking, just a big wad of fucking cum, it becomes, sometimes it's too thick. Like, for instance, if I cum too quick, um, it's almost like pure seedling. There's no, there's no um, pre-ejaculating fluid in it. So it literally comes out like, I mean, really, really thick to the point where I can actually, um, it comes out like I can actually pull it. Like, it doesn't burst out, like the part there's two there's two sh- sh- pop shots that I have it's the one that just literally bursts out and just leaves the girl's face messy or leaves my stomach you know messy and my hands messy and then there's another pop shot that it actually drills out like lava and it's really thick and I could actually um pull it out like I you know and I actually do that in some of my solo scenes where you know I know I still got coming my dick and it's just it was so thick it didn't come out I gotta actually pull it out um, as far as what do I do to make it like that? Probably true. I'm being honest. I don't know. You know, ever since I was uh, I started coming. It was like that. So I don't know why it comes out like that.
1: It's just natural, Rodney yeah. St. Cloud
0: essence. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. It's crazy. Yep.
1: In part one of this interview. We discussed basically the creation of your website, RodneyStCloud.com. It's evolution from being sort of like softcore, moving into solo scenes, and then hardcore scenes. Right now, I want to shift focus and talk about the other hardcore website that you have, which is StrippersInTheHoodXXX.com. So let's talk about the genesis of Strippers in the Hood Triple X. How did this site come about and how long has it been up and running? Um, the creation of Strippers in the Hood Triple X um, stems from the um,
0: part, of my, uh, part of my conscious experiences. Um, when I say that, I just basically Strippers in the Hood Triple X, um, it's a reenacting, reenactment of my life. As a male stripper, I think I would say in percentage is about seventy percent of my experience as a stripper. So, strippers in the triple X reflects um, what I experienced throughout my um, my stripping days, and basically, um, I try to show people. Um, what happens at, you know, private parties, um, and most people really don't have an idea of what happens at, you know, when a male stripper gets called, you know, to perform for a woman one-on-one, or if a guy calls for me to perform for his wife or girlfriend. In any, in any capacity, I'm performing one-on-one for a girl. And most people on this planet don't understand that happens. I'm, I'm almost guaranteed, you know, until I really presented it, even if they're watching it on the porn, they don't realize you have women out there and couples out there that will go, you know, they will seek it out, you know, a male to perform for, you know, a woman one-on-one in any capacity where there's just uh, have sex. But in my in my situation, they hired me to perform for her. You know, basically um, at the end of the performance, fucker. So, um, that's where the strippers in the hood, Triple X, comes from.
1: How long has that website been up and running?
0: Um, Since 2010.
1: Now, as opposed to uh, your other website, which is called RodneyStCloud.com, on RodneyStCloud.com, you are the male performer. You are in every scene, you know, It's either like a solo scene or a hardcore scene. Here on Strippers on the Hood, though, here in Strippers in the Hood at XXX.com, you are not the only performer. There are other male performers on the site. So my question for you is, how do you find the performers to be on the site? And uh, are the fellow performers that you found, are they also real-life exotic dancers.
0: Yes, beautiful answer. This
1: is also kind of like a help uh, one of that. All the
0: performers that perform on strippers and strippers in her tri- hood triple X are actual male strippers.
1: Okay, all of yeah. the male stripper, all the, all the male performers are male strippers in real life.
0: Yes, they are. So, I see that, you know, and I'm saying this on Papachulo's radio show. Um, if you're interested in you know, performing in strippers and other triple X, you don't have to be a male stripper, but you. I would need you to come with the swag of a male stripper, you know, do your homework, you know, get in the gym, you know, cock size is, you know, that's, it's not important, but please don't, do not pull out our clitoris. <laughs> you know, make sure you got some, some size Uh-oh. because people... What? <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> no, nah, seriously, you know, Seriously. You know, it's oh, not, not, listen, no offense to the ladies, because I'm going to address that in a second. But, um, but for now, you know, we need, we need studs. We need men that women would actually hire. Not to, And again, when I say that, I respectfully say the guys on my site, not only do they look pretty or beefy or, you know, perfect like, and I'm going to tell you right now, XL, you know, he's perfect, you know, beautiful ebony male fucking body of a god and a cock, you know, if you're bringing that, you know, you could definitely, you know, you could come to and or Triple X, but you also have to perform for the ladies. So it's not like you just need to step out and start fucking. You got to be able to tease the girl before you actually, um, perform. And if you see the website, it's not just about you coming out and you fucking a girl. You literally got to get her wet before you fuck her. So, um, and... Sorry to take up so much time, Chulo. but addressing the ladies, one thing, you know, I touched it a little bit. I'm going to get back to it, but I definitely want female performers um, that perform for ladies and will do the same type of um, that, you know, perform the same dynamic of, um, you know, have the same dynamic in their performance where they're performing for the lady and pleasing the lady so i just wanted to get that hope you don't mind
1: no that was perfect okay so uh, how do you uh, recruit the guys to be on the site because they're exotic dancers in the real world how do you uh, i guess how do you approach them or do you just approach them hey do you want to be in a porn you know i have this site you know because there are a lot of male Exotic dancers out there that probably are interested. They are not interested at all in doing porn. So how do you pitch right. it to them?
0: Well, not I don't have to pitch to them. They usually look, you know, they usually contact me. Um, a few guys have contacted me, and I have told them, listen, you know, you have to have your body right. You know, I understand you want to you want to show the world you're, you're the best fucker on this planet, but I need you to show that you, you know, you have the ability to fuck the girl before you fuck her. You know, which means you got to be able to, you know, fuck her with your performance or fuck her without touching her. You know, that would show that you're a stud. You know, she has to look at you and want to fuck you. This is the only, you know, that's the, you know, with, with strippers in the hood XXX. Triple um, X, I'm trying to show that, you know, you know, women have wants, too, as far as, you know, they want to be pleased. And this dynamic shows that, you know, before you put your hands on her, you want to create the chemistry or you want to have the ability to, you know, to turn her on. And if you don't have a body and you, you don't know how to be, you know, sexy, you know, basically it, it doesn't make sense. It should in a hood, triple X, caters to that, caters to the fantasy, of the woman wanting to fuck the performer, and you got again. That's why I say I tell the guys who wants to get into the um, who wants to shoot with with me, is you know work out, get your body in shape, um, and then you know we can we can we can have some fun.
1: Very cool. All right, now that sounds a great man. So. Listeners, if you want to basically get a taste at uh, the male exotic dancer life and lifestyle, check out strippersinthehoodxxx.com. You certainly won't be disappointed. So, Rodney, I want to talk a little bit about your fans because you have a huge fan base of people that are very supportive of you and. I love them. I love them. Tell them.
0: I'm telling them now. Thank you. I love you guys.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. No, not a problem, man. And I think the interesting part about your fan base is that I think it's, like, equally made up of women and men. You have a large support of women that love you, you have a large support of men that love you, you even have incredible love and support from your gay fans and supporters out there. So my question for you... wait, 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 uh wait, hold on, don't forget about the TS fans. Okay, shout out to the TS fans, the transgender fans. There you go, that's right. So my question for you is, what does it feel like knowing that you have this strong group of supporters? Following your career, supporting your every step, and uh, you know, just people in general out there that are like anticipating your next move.
0: Um, it's um, it's it's, it's definitely a few it's a few perspectives. The first perspective on the fun side is that um, I try my best to um to 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 to, to, to show them that this is fun. You know, sex, don't take, don't, you know, of course it's a serious um, behavior, but don't allow it to destroy your life, have fun with it. And it's a very serious, you know, statement. Um, of course, like I said, with sex, you can die. With sex, you can bring on life. Those two components are very serious. Um, and of course, in between, you can catch diseases that can make your life a lot more complicated. So when my, you know, the message that I'm sending to my fans is that, you know, listen, with all those fact, with those factors that I stated in mind, try to have fun with it, you know, um, enjoy it. This is something that we have that's free, you know, we can enjoy it. Um, but on the flip side to it, you know, being a producer and being able to turn something that is a free resource to us, a free natural resource to us, we can also, you know, we can also use it as a, a, you know, we can use it constructively and, you know, and not be reckless. So, you know, of course, people are more conscious about porn and when they see me, you know, when they see me in a porn um, scene, they know that, you know, it's just not porn. It's something that required me to you know, keep my body in shape. Of course, it comes with some natural talent. But also, you know, it's something that you can see that I'm actually having fun doing. Um, and like I said, for the for the fans that enjoy watching my scene, I know when they watch my scene, they're looking at, they're, they're dissecting me. They're probably trying to get to know me and see what's, you know, who am I? What, you know, what's going on? I think that's what they're watching. And what I'm trying to portray again is, you know, have fun, you know, this is, you know, sex is really supposed to be fun and nothing, you know, you know, it's not supposed to be um, anything bad. So that's the answer.
1: <laughs> Since you mentioned your transgender fans Mr. Saint Cloud, there's yeah. a question that I know a lot of your fans and supporters out there have been kind of curious to know. Would you ever do a scene with a transgender performer?
0: Um not yet, and I'm leaving that open. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, being, I'm teasing them. And the reason why is because um personally, um I have Okay, let me just qualify the question. I'm the answer um, I had an experience, <laughs> and, uh, make a long story short, um, it was, you know, she was a sexy-looking bitch, and got to the house, and, make a long story short, you know, she told me, um, okay, hey, Papa Chula, you don't mind me telling the story? Just tell me yeah, yes or no.
1: You're good, man. The listeners want to oh, hear okay. it.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. okay. I met this chick at, at one of the strip the strip club shows. She was real sexy, so um, I went to the girl's house, right? And now this 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 is where it gets interesting. Um, before I went to the girl's house, another girl I was fucking calls me up and tells me that she thinks she has chlamydia and thinks I may have it. So I'm like, "Oh fuck!" You know, I wasn't I wasn't exhibiting any. Um, any symptoms or anything like that. But, you know, I'm like, fuck. And then I knew I was going to see this chick I just met at the club. and I-, I wanted to fuck her. So then I go to the house anyway, because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to just put on a condom. I don't know if I have anything. Um, I just know I'm not going to let her give me no blowjob, because if I do have anything, you know, I can, I can infect her. So now we get to the house. I mean, I get to the house. Shit is in Brooklyn, too. I get to the house. I go inside the apartment, and you know I'm like I want to just get to business. So anyway, you know the girl sits down on the on um I forgot where she what she sat down, on, but she sat down and she went for my pants so she could start sucking my dick. And in my mind I'm like, nah, shit, I can't do that because I fuck. You know I was conscious. You know I, you know if I got some, I can't give it to her. That's fucked up. So I was like, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just, you know, I was trying to find an excuse, which is hard to, like, you know, throw a chick off of you. You know, she think you just, you, you know, you're not letting her suck your dick. She's going, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? So I had to figure out a way to to, to wiggle my way out of getting a blowjob. So I'm like, nah, sweetie, yo, my dick is too big. I don't think you can handle that. And, you know, she's still trying to get my pants down so she can suck my dick. I'm like, nah, baby, trust me. Can't handle that shit. And I know I had a big dick, but I was just trying to find an excuse. And I was just, you know, talking my way around it. So eventually I said it enough times where when I said, no, you can't handle This shit is too big. She was like, please, I have the same thing. So then, in my mind, I thought she was just saying that because she probably had a period and she couldn't, she didn't want to fuck. So I'm like, nah, man, I want some pussy. So I was going to fuck her with the period. I did fuck. So then I'm like, whatever, whatever. In my mind, I'm like, whatever, bitch. Let me see. But I said this, I said, you know, when she said that um, I had the same thing, I was like, oh, boy. I was like, let me see. <laughs> so the chick proceeds to lay back, pull off her pants, <laughs> and I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> she does. And that was a shock to me. And um and I say that because that let me know and I'm being honest, that let me know that I wasn't ready because, you know, my dick got soft. You know, she was sexy, but I still was distracted by, you know, her having a penis. And I'm being totally candid here so so everyone knows. I'm not bullshitting, you know. If my dick would have stayed hard, I would have fucked her, I would have fucked the shit out of her, but it didn't. And I don't know what it was that, you know, that was distracting, because she was pretty. You know, in this day and age, Papa Chulo, man, these chicks look fucking hot. You know, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't, so, you know, in all to qualify what I just answered is that I... I I, I couldn't do it, and I wouldn't want to put myself in a position where um, I I would be at a point where I'm performing with the with the beautiful woman, and I couldn't perform. So that's why I wouldn't do it. And and also to close out that whole um, storyline, that I know people want to know, is I found out that I didn't have chlamydia, and make a long enough you know to close out that the, the, what happened after. I um, didn't fuck her. She got upset, but I explained to her. I said, "Listen, you know, you know you're pretty. You know, I just, you know, um, you know, I, I let her. I didn't hurt. Her, I didn't hurt her feelings. I let, definitely let her know she was beautiful. I just, I've never seen that before. I, I'm not, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not excited. I don't know what to do. So she was cool about it, and patricially, you know, I left. And I felt good because I didn't hurt her feelings. I left." And then I get to a certain part of the street and I realize I left my chain. I had a chain on that I, I left inside the apartment. So I called her up and said, yo, I left my chain. And she was like, oh, you need something for me now? I'm like, nah, man, I, I, I disrespect you. I just, you know, I left my chain. She was like, fine, come back and get it. So I went back, you know, a guy, I gave her a hug. And when I was leaving, I noticed there was a guy across the street. And this is real, real, real story, Papa Chill. So, you know, I, I just noticed them so I'm like oh motherfuckers are setting me up they're gonna tell everybody I was with a TS to try to blow my spot up that's the first thing I thought so then I'm walking away and then when I get to a certain part of the block I look back and that guy walked inside the apartment so I was like oh damn (laughs) and that's that answers the question to my beautiful transgender group you know y'all beautiful man um if I ever wake up with a hard dick one to fuck y'all, I think y'all should be afraid. <laughs> so that's the answer to would I ever do a transgender scene.
1: Your fans obviously love you. They adore you. They love the sights that, you're, that you have. They love the scenes that you do. I'm sure many want to take a little piece of Rodney St. Cloud home with them. So my question for you is... A dildo. Will oh, there be man. a Rodney St. Cloud official dildo mold available in the future? Will your fans and supporters, those that are tuning in right now that love you and adore you, will they be able to get the chance to take you home and to play with, uh, I don't know if you want to call him Little Rodney or even Big Rodney, <laughs> on a nightly <laughs> basis? So will there be an official dildo replica of wow. uh, the hot rod available in the future
0: wow thank you
1: for that question um actually i did a, a strip show i did a
0: strip show for a girl that's been trying to figure out how to make a mold in my cock and to be honest with you um i guess this is another you know kind of like blast out there like if anybody if there's any molders out there that know how to mold you know, body parts, you know, please hit me up on my website. Um, I've been trying to um, duplicate it for years, but, you know, in a, you know, in the middle of producing at school and, you know, just life in general, I've fallen off of that track, and um, I would love to definitely make a mold, um, because many people ask me, so. The problem is not me wanting to do it. It's, you know, finding the... um the um, you know, finding someone or finding a company that could actually do the molding.
1: That's very true. Listeners, hook Rodney up with some information. Tweet him at Rodney St. Cloud and fill him in on how he can create it so that he can get that product out there for all of you. So I want to shift the tone of the interview just a little bit Rodney I want to ask you about some of the serious issues in the business and I want to first start off about family You've been yeah. in the industry for a couple of years now. You have this incredibly successful website with com. You have an equally as successful website with StrippersInTheHoodXXX.com. You've obviously been having this tremendous career as an entertainer, as an exotic dancer for quite a few years. So I'm curious to know... What does your family feel about your career in the adult entertainment industry as a whole, and uh, what was their reaction when they first heard about your foray into adult entertainment?
0: <laughs> oh, wow, good question. Let's um, start 1st start with my mommy and daddy. Um, first, my daddy—he's passed away, but he's still with me um, spiritually. My <laughs> first—the first person I, no, actually, let me start with my mommy. My my mom. She found out about the stripping first because my homeboy, Nature, you know, he doesn't dance at this is back when I was 21. My homeboy, Nature, <laughs> you know, called my house phone looking for me because we were supposed to be at a strip club or at a strip party, something like that. But either way, my mom says, some guy named Nature called, are you a stripper? So I said, no, mommy, I just do, um, I do topless dancing.
1: <laughs> you know, I couldn't tell
0: her straight up, so... Um, so eventually, it got to the point where she said, "That was you know, a horrible
1: just, excuse." What does that mean? You dance with your shirt off? Come on, man! I'm talking to my mom. Bro. I'm supposed to <laughs> I do topless dancing.
0: <laughs> that's, all, I, that's what I really was trying to like be slick about. <laughs> yeah, I just dance with my shirt off. I do dance with my shirt off, but I also dance with my pants and underwear off. But the Bam. point is, <laughs> the point is like, um. You know, I really—it was weird, but it shocked me. And this is where I'm sure the predominant—you know—predominantly any man, you know, you know, being confronted by his mother would be embarrassed until mommy says, "Oh, you making money without telling me?" So once she said that, you know, I don't know if you heard that, but when I, you know, when she figured out that I was a dancer, mm-hmm. she was more pissed off at the fact that I was making money and not telling her. So she wanted to be my first pet. No, that's a joke. But she, wanted me to, she wanted me to, you know, listen, if you're making money in this house, you better to give something to mommy. And then that, at that point, um, I felt a little bit better. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I felt better. And then um, now to my daddy. The funniest thing is, um, I don't know if my father knew beforehand It just didn't say nothing, but at one point, I was going to my uncle's. Um, I think he was having another like a, you know when someone is married they renew their vows or something like that. But I was going to on I was going to the receptionist reception, and my father w- was there and I remember he was driving us and this is when I was 21 and I get out the car first and I remember stepping on a flyer with my picture on it. It was a flyer where I was performing at, and then. My family was like, you know, they made it obvious that I was a stripper. And I have a lot of girls in my family. And when my father found out I was a stripper, you know, while I was present in front of him, that they were telling him, I was kind of scared again. But
1: what I realized
0: is that the way the girls were talking about me being in the stripping business, I think he understood that his son is a stud. You know, and women want him. And when my father found out that way, I think it it wasn't a problem to him. So bottom line is um, my parents were really supportive. My um, family was supportive of me getting into the stripping business. The first part of my exploration into the adult business.
1: (laughs) That's great to hear. I mean, it's nice to know that it ended on a positive note. You would be considered an indie studio, for lack of a better word. You're an independently owned studio in the adult entertainment industry. You've obviously been sort of following the news and the talk of condoms have been all over, not just the adult industry press, but the mainstream press as well, especially with a lot of the laws that are happening in Porn Valley in California. So my question for you is just in general, on the topic of condoms, what's your opinion on the usage of condoms? Is it something that you at all consider? I know that the majority of the scenes on your side are bare. I'm trying to even think if you've ever had a condom scene. Yes. I'm okay. Used to, yes. So you have. Uh, so my question for you is, just in general, condoms. What's what's your opinion on the usage of them in scenes in adult productions, in your productions? Um, in the um, On a personal note,
0: um, I definitely understand, personally, outside the business. When it comes to the adult business, um, the work aspect of it, or the business aspect of it, I think it's foolish. Because, and I'll tell you why. The reason why I say it's foolish is because um, when you're talking about the porn business... You know, the the pre the prerequisite in order to do a shoe is to get tested. Now, when it comes to any business, especially when it comes to dealing with uh, making money or something that has to do with physicality, um, there's always a degree of danger. You know, and coming from the fire department, coming from bodybuilding. <laughs> Coming from anything that has to do with any physicality, there's always a danger that you could possibly lose your life. You know, and you have to take as much, um, yeah, you have to use as much safety as possible without, um, compromising the job. What that means is that, as a fireman, you know, and I can speak, you know, as a you know ex firefighter, that we try to wear as much safety gear as possible with you know without limiting our movement or you know keeping us from actually performing our job you know and what i mean by that is that there's certain times that even as a firefighter we have to you know we, we can't be that safe like even if we were put on our gear you know we can enter an environment that could still kill us so it's always a a chance of us getting hurt with, you know, with, with with all the safety precautions. When it comes to sex, now, as far as the safety is concerned, and from what I've also noticed, is that they allow, you know, with the condom scenes, they do oral sex without condoms. But they do the actual penetration with condoms, which is always confusing to me. And coming from the stripping world, and, uh, the real adult industry, the, the non the non-regulated one. Actually, in some places, the prostitution is regulated. But you know, when you're talking about having sex in the you know stripping world or something like you know the you know I would say the, the um, prostitution where it's legal, you would never suck cock without a condom if you're worried about your safety. So I don't understand uh, the contradiction where you see movies where there's auto sex without a condom, but then they put on a condom to have sex, that shit is crazy. That's the safety aspect of it. Um, the second part to that question is the fantasy. You know, if anyone could, could prove me wrong and say that when they have a sex, when they have a wet dream when they're sleeping, during that wet dream, someone's putting on a condom, they'd be the first time. I would love to hear... Anybody that dreams about having a wet dream with a condom inside that dream doesn't happen. So the whole point of actually being in the sexual business, the sex business, or the porn business, is to recreate fantasy. And no one fantasizes about putting on a condom to have sex. That's that's the answer to that question.
1: Very good answer. Alright, Mr. St. Cloud. In part one of the interview, we talked extensively about your transition into the adult entertainment industry. We talked all about your career as a male exotic dancer taking over, you know, the the strip clubs and becoming the man known as Hot Rod. And then we talked about your transition from male exotic dancer to full-fledged porn star when your original website RodneyStCloud.com, went from softcore to hardcore. So, my question for you is, the reason that I'm recapping all of that is because you've been in the adult entertainment arena for quite some time do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the industry that you're working in
0: um in this society and i say that respectfully um yes it's very hard to have a romantic relationship because um to be honest with you i think it's unfair for any for 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 me to involve a woman into my life, and I'm sharing myself and my time with my business, dealing with you know of course dealing with other women. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's difficult. I choose not to because I don't. I wouldn't want to put no one through that. It, you know, even if someone think they could take it, I would tell them you know that's crazy. You know, for you to watch me fucking the shit out of all these women and. No, it's very hard. No, nah, I wouldn't recommend it.
1: But I'm going to assume you have gone out on dates. Um, not so much. I mean, at this point in time,
0: I, I literally, um, I'm so focused on working and creating, producing. And of course, I have to juggle my regular life, you know, to, to go on a date. Um, again, I actually go on dates after a scene. <laughs> so, you know, once I'm done with the scene, I'm like, yo, let's go get something to eat. You know, let's get some to eat. I, you know, tell the girl, let's go get something to eat. And then we go get some food, and that's my date. But as far as, you know, meeting someone in the square world, and I say square world, I mean in, uh, in the actual, you know, the life outside of my adult lifestyle, um, it, it, it would be weird. It's like... For me to go on a regular date with someone, you know, with what I know, and I just, not now, I couldn't do it.
1: That's interesting. We may have to come up with some sort of program here on the station. Rodney St. Cloud, win a date with uh, <laughs> the adult industry's hottest bachelor. <laughs> Well, let's move away from the serious questions and let's talk more about Rodney St. Cloud in general. So my question for you is, to shave or not to shave? That is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there and just in general, manscaping.
0: Okay. Um, when it comes to me personally, I like to keep it shaved. Um, when it comes to, you know, let's say the, the woman... I like, I like it all. I, li- I, like, I like, sometimes I like it furry. Um, you know, let's say if I, you know, on, you know, it's not even personally. Let's say if I wanted to work with a male model. There's some male models that actually grow fur. You know, and I call it fur. Um, grow hair on their body that looks really well proportioned. And so I, I like I like both. I like both. You know, the look can really work for someone. Depending on how it looks, but you know both can work.
1: In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Um, that's the sexiest part of my body is. How can I look at? Wow,
0: that's a hard question. Um, the sexiest part of my body. Um. Wow. I guess, right now, come on, Papa chill, I ain't talking about, this. let me see, ah, oh, shit,
1: sexiest part of my body, I guess my ass, my ass. So on the flip side of that, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least? My feet. Okay, you got some, like, um, eagle talons or something?
0: No, no, I just don't like my feet. And then it's it's flat. I don't like, like I got flat feet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And I never liked them. I just, I guess that's where my, fish, my foot fetish comes from. And I'm telling myself again, but I have a foot fetish because I love shapely feet. You know?
1: Aw. Because Rodney St. Like clouds them. are flat as a pancake.
0: Yes. yes.
1: You're curvy everywhere else, Rodney St. Cloud. Right. Yeah, that's crazy,
0: right? Yeah. It's crazy.
1: (laughs) So be happy with the curves. Uh, I'm trying. (laughs) And on the complete flip side of that, in your opinion, what part of the female body is the sexiest and why? The feet. I'm a pretty fetish man.
0: And, you know, I like... And second from that is... The ass... I love fat asses, and yeah that's that ever since I was a kid, it first started with butts. I love fat asses, I just want to pound them, and then
1: you love big feet. butts and you cannot lie.
0: yeah <laughs> oh shit, yes, and um but now it's 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 really focused more on feet. I love feet, oh, you know. So yeah, that's my favorite part of female's body, feet and ass.
1: Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Rodney St. Cloud. I'm actually doing it now. I have a corner fetish. The corner fetish means um,
0: on a shirt collar, on a male shirt collar, it's it has this it has this like plastic part inside of it. It's it's like if you feel it. It's like um it has a little thing to it. And also the corners of pillow pillowcases. I'm actually playing with this part of the pillowcase that I ripped up from gnawing at it with my fingers and I've always had a corner finish. And I don't know if you you know, you would have to look at your pillowcase and there's usually a nub at that corner that has some type of um um some material in it that you can actually ball into a circle and I've been playing with corners since I was really young and my speculation in self analyzing it is that I think it's comes from I don't know my mother breastfeed me breastfed me and it's like a nipple like just like I've seen people play with nipples like that but I don't I don't play with nipples but I guess the corner fetish is representative of that I don't know but I have a corner fetish. So no one. I don't think no one's ever heard of
1: that. That's interesting. Shout out to all the other corner fetishists that might be tuning in. <laughs> Describe yourself in ten words or less.
0: Spiritual, spiritually um, connected to sexuality and. Emotionally connected to mentality.
1: I like that. And you actually made a sentence. I like that. I wasn't trying. It was good. Right now, tuning in, are your fans and supporters out there? Potentially tuning in could be Hot Rod 2.0. You know, someone out there that wants to do what you're doing that wants awesome. to become this next great adult entertainer and performer so I have a twofold, two-pronged question for you if someone okay. would want to join the business join the adult entertainment industry what should they do and if this person is interested in starting off a website, maybe one similar to yours, you know, with a, a similar theme, in the sense that they are the performer and whatnot. What should they do? So, how would someone go about entering the adult industry, and how does someone go about building a popular and success and a popular and successful brand slash website? Um. You wanna the, the
0: first thing you have to do is create interest within yourself, um, and what that means is that um, this, is a, is a very, this is a very is a very spiritual um, word. It's called knowledge itself. Um, what that means is that you have to, you know, explore who you are, not just sexually. This is this is the key. Um, a lot of people think that, well most people watching porn think it's just about sex and at the same time they know it's not because they don't like some of it there's so much out there but before you could think about being in the porn business you need to find out who you are um, and also create who you are you know some people you know so it's a two-sided you know kind of situation where if you don't know who you are you need to create yourself simple so who am I knowledge yourself who am I Okay, you know what? First thing you need to do is start building who you are. And when I say building, that should connect to you, go to the gym. Get yourself in shape, you know, get to learn with your body. The more in shape you are, the more horny you're going to be. You start connecting to yourself. Um, Then from there, you know, start, you know, once you're in shape and you're healthy and you look great, start creating a little um, portfolio. No matter what it is, with your body, you can be a police officer, you can be a fireman. You can, you know, of course, and I, when I say those type of type of um, business um, jobs, um, it's giving back. It's like, you know. So, again, within, first thing you need to do is create who you are, create the personality. Um, and the earlier you start, you know, the better. Now, once you start getting yourself in shape and creating a portfolio of a life experience, um, from there you're going to have you know the life experience is going to be part of your um, your script on creating scenes so you're going to meet girls or guys and you know those experiences are going to be each experience is going to be part of your script that you can actually write down in your diary and of course reenact on your font site um, so basically uh, anyone looking to create or recreate, Um, or create a porn site, or anything for that matter, needs to create life experiences. And you want to explore. You can't just sit home and watch everyone else's... You know, you can get motivated, go out there, and create a nice diary of scenes. And I didn't get into that porn business, well, the adult business, until 30 years old. Oh, actually, I started stripping at 21 so that was part of my exploration from having a body, but I didn't get into the internet business of creating my site until I was 30. So at that point, shit, I had a ton of experience and a ton of stories that I, you know, I have, that I experienced. Um, and another, the other internet part of it, creating a website, go to school and learn web design. Um, that's the first thing. Go to school learn video editing that's the next thing and if possible the most what to bring everything together towards the business side of it try to work for a company or work with a company whether you're getting paid or not to understand what it takes to run the business um and of course since i'm saying this on Papichulos radio station you're going to have to rewind this and listen to what i just said what i just gave you through Papi Chulo was, the, was a simple blueprint of being successful and creating not just a porn type but anything, really. Um, so, again, if you want to get into the business, create the character, build the character that everyone wants to see. Um, and that takes time and hard work. That's it.
1: Great words of advice from Rodney St. Cloud, As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, five questions that are designed to allow your fans, and supporters out there that are tuning in right now to get to know some of your favorites. So the first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your current favorites or five of your all-time favorites. I just need five of your favorite TV shows.
0: Um, This is going to be... Hard to answer because I'm have to go in the past because I've stopped watching TV over two years ago. So I can tell you what I used to watch. Sure, that's fine. I used to watch um, <laughs> cartoons: Bugs Bunny, Tom and Jerry. Um, it's it's, it's um, non-animated. I would watch. I would watch, actually, I used to watch um, Prince of Bel-Air, what else I used to watch, Um, oh another animated, Boondocks, and and another one animated, I'm sorry, um, South Park, (laughs) which is hilarious.
1: Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Um, the first
0: one is a legend. The legend. My all-time favorite entertainer is Melly Mel. All right, now. The second one is um, Donny Hathaway. Um, the third one... Is um Shadé, she's hot. Ooh. Um, the fourth one is I would say more recently, well not recently. Um, um, Biggie Smalls.
1: What are three of your most favorite films?
0: Oh, cool. I have a lot, but I'm I'm into like space. Um, apocalyptic type of movies. So one of them right off the back is Riddick. Um, another movie, I like um, a zombie movie, so I'm going to keep it you know, more recent, which is World War Z. And now third one is Promet- Prometheus.
1: What are two foods you can't live without chocolate oh two
0: um chocolate <laughs> uh or chocolate cake okay
1: okay rodney st cloud loves chocolate yes and what is one of your guilty pleasures
0: Guilty pleasure is, let's see. Wow. Um. How are you gonna ask a porn producer this kind of question? Like everything is a guilty pleasure. Um. Okay. Let's see. Um. I like. Okay. Guilty pleasure. I still like going out on a hunt. As far as picking up chicks, I like the. I'm a wolf. I like to go out there and take stuff. I guess that's the best I can say.
1: All right, Mr. Wolf. (laughs) There you go. That's wild growling. Now we figured it out. Oh, wow, yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) What's next for Rodney St. Cloud? Uh, What can the listeners. Your fans and supporters tuning in right now expect from you in the near future?
0: Awesome question. Um like I just the advice I already just gave you. I'm currently in school to become a registered nurse.
1: That's what's up. A lot of people are gonna be shocked seeing Rodney St. Cloud in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You're gonna give people heart attacks while they're <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> Oh, man. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. So what does the future hold for Rodney St. Cloud? Where do you see yourself in five years? Do you see yourself still being the sole performer on your site? Do you see yourself eventually... Well, maybe this doesn't necessarily have to be in five years, but do you see yourself in the future stepping back from being in front of the camera and maybe, you know, passing the baton over to someone else and, and having other performers do the majority of the scene work? Like, what do you see your, yourself doing in five years and beyond in the adult arena?
0: Um, I, I've already set up um, one of the two sites that was mentioned that I do run and own is um, Strippers in the Hood without the Triple X. Um, which is a site that has been up. I haven't updated in a long time because that's going to be the future project once I'm finished with nursing school. Um, the future, the next five years, will be to focus on um, creating more male entertainers um, that I described that I was looking for um, in the stripping business. But it doesn't really have to only be strippers. But just you know, showing off men being sexy you know so strippers in the hood the regular strippers there's two sites strippers in hood, triple x that we were talking about and we also have strippers in the hood that focuses on urban male dancers and basically that's gonna be my project once I'm done with school um, as far as stepping back from the camera um, yes of course I would definitely like to step back you know not be in front of the camera as much Um, now, I would not just do it just to do it. It would be a transition. What I mean by that is, um, we spoke earlier about being in a relationship. And like I told you, I would never, I don't think it would be fair for me to bring in a woman that's just looking for a significant other for me to pair myself with her because of the lifestyle that I'm in. So, for me to step back from in front of the camera... Would be, it would have to be a, a transition because me being in front of the camera, I'm actually living out my lifestyle. You know, although I'm, you know, when people say you're acting or this is a job, you know, for me and being because I'm the producer and actor, I literally, you know, I chose to stay, to, 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 uh, I guess, live my life within the product, you know, the, the porn industry. So I exclude what they call like the um, the square life or having a normal relationship, quote-unquote normal. So to step out, to step from in front of the camera will take a long transition because I've sacrificed myself, you know, from being in a regular relationship to, to being in the lifestyle of the adult business. So as far as stepping out from in front of the camera... That'll probably take a longer than five years. But looking for new talent and bringing, sort of like passing the torch to someone else, I can do that right now. I would love to, you know, I I mentioned a model, Excel. I would love to bring in new male talent that have great talent to get them out to to expose them to the world, just so that they can, you know, be seen and hopefully, you know, explore other avenues. But I'm always looking to pass the torch.
1: I like the sound of that. So, listeners, who knows? It might be you that he's passing the torch to. So, uh, yeah, man. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social networking sites, social media, all of the goodies? Spit out your official sites as well so that they can know exactly which site to visit.
0: Um, you can contact me through Facebook. That's um, writing, you know, put out my name, Rodney Saint cloud. You can go to com. You can go to triple Xcom um, You can go to Twitter and put my name in, in Cloud. Um, Actually there's two Twitter accounts that are open but um, you can just go to both You can also um, check out the sites with my email is not connected to them which is Strippers in the hood.com. Again, there's two sites Strippers in the hood, Triple X, and then you have Strippers in the Hood. You can check out Strippers in the Hood.com. And then you can also just take a view of something, again, I'll be working on in the future, which is Rodney Fitness.com.
1: This does bring us to the end of our interview, our exclusive two-part interview here on One on One with Poppy Chulo and Poppy Chulo Radio. Is there anything that you would like to say right now to your fans and supporters that are tuning in?
0: Yes. Um first to my you know, I would like to, you know, express my deepest thanks and appreciation to all my fans. Um I you know, I love you guys and basically I you know, I what I wanna share with all my fans is that I hope I, you know, you know represent something that you know inspires you to you know to don't be afraid to get to know yourself not not just sexually but um, in all realms also at the same time that not only you know you're more than just you're not just a sexual being that you have more to offer and like i expressed earlier go out there and better yourself um the more you better yourself, the more you have you know, to make you feel good and to make you feel confident and don't you know, and that doesn't stop, even when you're when you finally get a body, you will always have something to improve on like I just stated, I'm going back for nursing Um, you know, if you want to get into the sex business you know, create the person you want to fuck (laughs) and I want to leave it on that note
1: well, Rodney, I want to thank you so much for the interview. Thank you so much for coming back for part two. You're welcome. Fantastic, man. And as you know, the door's open for more. Whenever you want to come back, the door's open. We'll do a brand new interview, and we'll fill in your fans and supporters on what you've been up to.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate you reaching out, and um, it's been a pleasure. And if you need anything, if you want me, if you need to. Give some advice to anybody, reach out and I'm here, man.
1: Sounds like a plan. Listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into one on one with poppy chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at ten PM Eastern, seven PM Pacific. You can download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio and like us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com forward slash Poppy Chulo Radio. With that, Ronnie St. Cloud and I would like to wish you and yours once again a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, listeners. <laughs>